0: Welcome to Police, the podcast from the Police Federation of England and Wales. I'm your host, Anushka Dovey, PFU Head of Communications.
1: Are these your kids? Are these your kids? They're frightened. The
0: audio you can hear is taken from one of this year's nominations for the Police Bravery Awards. This year, we've received 90 nominations, such as this one. In this special edition of the podcast, you'll hear from some of the organisers of the awards and also from each member of the judging panel.
1: So number two, five for update, Charlie, clear. Mail with a knife.
0: Every year, we are humbled to receive nominations such as this for officers across 43 force areas. Officers who have put the safety of others before their own.
1: Please, mate. Mate, come on now. Buddy, please, please, please. Right, that's it, that's it. No, 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 no. From
0: running into burning buildings, wading into deep waters, tackling armed offenders, being shot at, stabbed, driven at, the list goes on. Our judging panel have studied 90 entries, many of which include detailed body-worn video or CCTV footage. Every officer, we recognise that the Police Bravery Awards is an inspiration. We pay credit to their dedication to duty, and in the presence of senior officials in government and policing, we say thank you. 2023 marks the 28th Police Bravery Awards, and it's one of our flagship events hosted by the Police Federation of England and Wales. Over 360 guests are expected at this year's event, and that will include officers and their families from all 90 nominations, Members from 36 PFU boards will also be attending alongside police chiefs, PCCs and invited guests from the media. Today we'll hear from all five members of the judging panel and also from Claire Bleckenhorst who oversees much of the planning and organisation for the event. First let's hear from Deputy National Chair Tiff Lynch. I'm
2: Tiffany Lynch, I am the Deputy National Chair of the Police Federation of England and Wales. I have to say it's our flagship award ceremony that the, the Police Federation uh, hold each year. We do it to formally recognise and commend our brave officers up and down the country uh, of England and Wales. It's it's there to show the public what our officers are going through uh, day in, day out. And it, it, it's a chance for each individual branch of the Police Federation to put forward uh, nominees so it's not just one person it can it could be a team um to to put their acts of bravery forward so that they can actually get that formal recognition and so that we can say thank you this is about celebrating the really really good work that our members are, are doing the one thing that i will say is that these are examples of many acts of bravery um these are not just like one incident for that branch they are there are so many police officers um out working today that will be out working tonight that sadly will be faced with danger and won't be running away from it they'll be running towards it as my position as national deputy chair my predecessors uh before me have always been the chair of the judging panel for this event so it fell to me to take on the role And I have to say, I don't think I fully appreciated in the years gone by the immense honour but difficulty in determining who are the regional winners and then the overall winner. And I I don't want to give too much away because obviously we're going to have the awards, but it pulled at my heartstrings. I haven't been on the streets for a number of years but there was certainly body warm video footage that I don't want to see again. As Tiff mentioned, all of the panel also
0: shared how hard the judging process was, and you'll hear from each of them shortly. Here's Tiff to explain how she found the judging process.
2: It was very, very hard to pick regional winners. Uh, It was a healthy discussion, debate of the panel, um, certainly for some. And in all honesty, I think that if the panel could award every single one of those nominations an award, we would have done, most definitely. But what I will say is they should all be very, very proud. And their families, I have no doubt, are extremely proud as well. We certainly are.
0: Tiff also told us what it's like to attend the Bravery Awards alongside some of the nominees.
2: I was previously chair of Leicestershire Police Federation and I was lucky enough to escort three um three nominees on three separate occasions, the looks on their faces when we we told them what was happening and that they have been nominated by the branch uh, with the chief's chief permission um, was just amazing. Um, and it holds very, very special to me, whether it's on duty or off duty. People seem to think that the minute we we clock off duty, that's it. We're no longer a police officer. Quite the contrary, we are police officers 24/7, 365. And and some of the examples of the nominations that certainly have been put forward this year have been from those officers that are going about their normal daily business on their rest days or on their annual leave day, and have come face to face with something that they've had to get involved with. Um, we don't get a choice. Thanks very
0: much to Tiff for chatting to us, and we'll hear a little bit more from her at the end of the podcast. Before we hear from the rest of this year's judging panel, we caught up with Claire Bleckenhorst, who is one of the event organisation leads. Without the hard work of Claire and her team, there would be no bravery awards at all. So it was really good to get a behind the scenes glimpse at not just the evening event, but also the morning visit to Downing Street. First of all, Let's hear a little bit from Claire about her initial involvement with the Bravery Awards.
3: I am Claire Bleckenhorst. I am the events manager at Police Federation of England and Wales. I literally started in a couple of weeks after Bravery was on. So I was able to go as a helper, thankfully, because that gave me a real good insight of what happens. Because after that, well, after that was COVID. But after that, I had to organise the bravery events going from there. So I was really thankful that I'd actually seen one in person. And what a way
0: to start your job as well. So what's it like to be at Downing Street? And also what happens when everyone is there? The first thing that we did is
3: we were at Downing Street. So I'd obviously never been on Downing Street before. And then meeting all the nominees as they came through the gates, giving them their badges as they arrived, having a chat to them. I'm quite an extrovert person so for me just chatting to new people is like the best thing ever and just putting them at ease as well making them feel comfortable because they're always a little bit nervous when they come to Downing Street I think they don't know what to expect and you're out of your comfort zone so yeah just talking to them talking to their families feeling that excitement as well and and nervousness a little bit about what's going to happen for the day and then seeing all their they all have their photo taken at the door at number 10 which is really nice and they get given that at the end of the night as a keepsake um which is the lovely thing I think to do with their loved ones too so people bring their best friends their mum their dad their partner and then going into Downing Street itself was like incredible. I mean, who gets to do that? It's I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe my luck, really. <laughs> and seeing them all, we had canopies, and prosecco and juice and things and they walked the room and it just was like being in the rooms in Downing Street that you've seen on the news that you've seen in films it was just amazing for the nominees so I'm just getting that chance to talk to them and then we got addressed Um, Theresa May came in the room the Prime Minister at the time so she comes along has a photo taken with everybody and then says some words to the room which was really nice to show her appreciation and then yeah that then we all left there which was it was a beautiful sunny day. It couldn't have been nicer.
0: We're always very grateful for the help of all of the staff at Downing Street. We always enjoy the warmest of welcomes and it can obviously be a lot to take in for any first time visitor. Claire told us how some of the officers react to being invited to the Prime Minister's home. They're so nervous. It always surprises me because I see police officers
3: as like, you know, strong characters and confident and able to go in and sort out a situation no matter what it is but when they come they're really nervous and I actually asked somebody the other day why because you know these are people that are protecting us and looking after us and it was really interesting he said they're coming along they're in their number one uniform which obviously they don't wear on a day-to-day basis And they're not in control. We're normally in situations they're in control and they're coming in not really knowing what's going to happen. So you can see the difference when they go in and when they've done it all. And then when they come out, it's like a sigh of relief, although they've really enjoyed it. But they want to be on their best behaviour and they want to represent their, their force properly. They're kind of relieved when it's done, but it's a nice thing to have done. Of course, the day doesn't
0: end at Downing Street. Here's Claire again to explain what happens for the rest of the day.
3: And then over to the Royal Lancaster that night. That's where the event was that day, and spent the afternoon setting up. I mean, I've walked. I think I did about thirty thousand steps that day, but it was just great. Just to, I was just a pair of hands then helping. So, just doing whatever needed to be done, laying the tables, making sure the chocolates were out, making sure the brochures were out. The AV was happy. Everything was going well with that. And then meeting and greeting the the nominees as they arrived in the evening. And then I had the best job because I got to take the people off the stage, take them to get an interview once they'd won and look after them and then bring them back again. So I got to talk to them all, which was lovely. We use a beautiful hotel um, with your own ballroom entrance with a big red carpet. We really go to towns and make them feel special. The red carpet's really important. Um, we'll have uh, you check in, you show your ID and then our national chair and deputy chair and secretary and deputy check- secretary will greet everybody at the door. So as the nominees come in with all uh, of their finery, so the nominees are in the number one uniforms and their partners are in um, dinner jackets and suits and, and evening dresses and they're just so excited like I think they're like ready for this next bit which is great we have a lovely backdrop so they have their photo taken officially with their glass of Prosecco on arrival you have an hour of mingling you've got chief constables there PCCs we've had some celebrities in the past like Rob Rinder came one year which was great he was a big fan of the, the evening um, I had a lovely chat with him and yeah, drinks reception, and then they go and take their seats in the main hall. We try and make it quite a grand affair as the wall goes up, and you see the whole room beautifully um, lit. The tables look amazing. It's it's a high end dinner. It's beautiful. Everyone takes their seats. a Few words from the um, chair and thanking everybody for coming. Grace, and then enjoying a lovely dinner. It's absolutely beautiful, which is. One we go along and do tastings for that, um, which is I think I mentioned to you, literally the best work day that you could possibly have going along and tasting all different menu options. It's I look forward to it all year. But yeah, and then after the dinner, uh, Mark Durden Smith, who is absolutely amazing, he's been doing the event for over 10 years now, so he really knows the audience and he takes the Mickey out of people a lot but in a really nice way. He does his research on the the people that are coming along. And then the awards um, start from about 9.30 until
0: about 11 o'clock. A huge thanks to Claire and the team for all their hard work. Before we hear from the rest of this year's judging panel, Claire tells us what the bravery awards mean to her, and she also reflects on her work with all the nominees.
3: So I think for me and all of the team, it's not just me, because there's quite a few of us that work on it um, in the marketing department. It, it is a huge honour. It feels amazing to be part of a day that's so important that people that come along will possibly remember for the rest of their lives, that they'll tell all their friends about, their family. They'll have their photo on the wall from Downing Street. I've definitely got mine from on the wall from my photo outside Downing Street because it's it's really special. So to be part of the bravery, the, the whole process from working with the branch boards to getting to know the nominees to reading all their stories before and that I think it's great because you get to see it from very start, from the very very start to the literally the very finish when everybody's gone home and the room's being emptied it's it's a real sense of satisfaction just the, the whole team we just feel so happy and and the relationships that you've built And people that you've met and just seeing everybody really happy makes me happy it's just really nice to see some real positivity in the world because especially around policing because there's so many great stories out there and I just think they don't get they don't get spoken about enough so to come together and celebrate that and for me to be part of that is a huge honor
0: you're listening to police the podcast from the police federation of england and wales If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, you can contact us by emailing podcast at polfed.org. You can hear all of the episodes from our podcast series via our website, www.polfed.org, and you can subscribe to the podcast too. Simply search for Police, the podcast from the Police Federation of England and Wales on your podcast app. We're extremely grateful to everyone who helps to make the Bravery Awards such a special and unique day in the policing calendar. And each year, we're especially grateful to our judging panel. We've already heard from Tiff as the chair of the panel, and this year she's joined by four other panellists, and we've had the chance to speak with each one of them and ask for their thoughts on the Bravery Awards and also their thoughts on their role as judges. We start with Bryn Hughes, Bryn's daughter Nicola was shot and killed on duty in 2012, along with her colleague Fiona Bone. Bryn launched the PC Nicola Hughes Fund in her name in order to help children under 21 who have suffered a tragic loss of a close family member through a violent crime such as murder or manslaughter. Bryn also works closely with the Ministry of Justice on their Victims Panel, and he also helps advise and train family liaison officers for many forces, in 2022, Bryn joined with the Police Federation of England and Wales to launch the Medals for Heroes campaign to honour all blue light emergency service workers who lose their lives in the direct execution of their duties. We started by asking Bryn how he felt to be asked to be a member of this year's judging panel.
1: When I, when I was asked, it was, um, I, I was... I was quite surprised, to be honest. I quite shocked. No, I won't, I won't, no, sorry. I wouldn't say shocked. I'd say I was quite surprised... Um, humbled and honoured um it was something i'd never expected to be you know taking part in um so yeah you know you you think oh wow this is this is this is quite big i mean i've seen i've I've, you know seen historical pictures of um previous bravery wards and i obviously more so in the last 10 years i've um I've probably taken more notice of them in the last ten years, to be honest. Um, so you, when you when you see it, when you see the magnitude and the scale, and the amount of people involved, it, yeah, it was um, it was quite an honour. I mean, I'll be honest, it it, it was it was quite difficult. I, I I wouldn't say I had reservations at first. I I, I was aware that it, you know there may well be some things. Um, that, you know, that I, I would, I would say that would probably bring those sort of memories back. Um, and then what I tried to do, I tried to, I wouldn't say dismiss it, but I tried to normalize it. Like you'd see on any, any of these reality TV programs where you're watching things and, and obviously they're edited for TV. Um, but the ones what we as a judging panel, um, watched, we could sense them. There was always a warning with them. Um, so yeah, it, it it did bring things back and, I, and I'm, and I'm, I suppose in one respect, I'm, 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 I'm glad that it was over 10 years ago and, and body worn camera wasn't widely available with Nicola and Fiona because I would hate have thought that somebody in my position 10 years ago watching something like that watching some of the the body one you can hear some you can hear some private comments where they're going through they're going through their own checklists in the red and they're, they're saying it out loud and, and 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 that that demonstrates just what what the're thinking what the what the process is at a time and it's um and you get that sense you get that same sense of you know quality all, all the way through it. each each and every one that you watch um where they're doing this you know step by step process you know have we done this we need to do that we need to do x and y so yeah, you, you know, you do that get that feeling. It's um if you if you didn't know better you'd think that it was all one police force. I know it's you know, they're all abiding by the same principles, if you like, but um obviously different forces do things different, slightly different at the time, but you get that same sense of one big team. Without a shadow of a doubt, if if on on the night of the bravery awards I spoke to every officer in receipt of an award or nominated for an award they would, they would probably all say the same. They would probably say, no, I weren't being brave. I was just doing my job. Um, and I think that's what Nickle would say. And, and obviously Fiona, um, I think, you know, they, they'd have the same opinion that they weren't being brave. But, you know, to, to put on a uniform, to, to walk the streets, to patrol the streets, to respond to incidents and, and without a second thought, I mean, you, you know, looking at some of the nominations, there's, there's no pause for thought. It's just, immediate reaction and and you know you can't take nothing away from that that sort of bravery
0: that's Bryn Hughes the first of our judges next we hear from Kerry McMahon White she started by explaining more about her work with Police Mutual and why that partnership between police mutual and the police service as a whole is so
4: important. My name is Kerry McMahon White and I'm head of Police and Forces Mutual. So um, Police Mutual is a financial services organisation that deliver financial services within to the police and we have been going now for 157 years. <laughs> um, we were founded by the police for the police. And we have a variety of savings and financial products and services. But what we also do is give back into the police. So we have a foundation service that offers a variety of give back services, respite, care line, etc. My role is looking after the the business and ensuring that We deliver the right products and services within the police um, and are able to support police when needed. Given the historic um, relationship that Police Mutual have with the police force, knowing that Police officers, over the years, you know, we, you know as I, as I mentioned before, 157 years we've had the relationship, put their lives on the line every single day. It's so important that individuals are recognised and that Police Mutual is a part of that and can celebrate the bravery and courageousness of, of those individuals. So I've been part of the judging panel now for around three or four years, and each year, it just gets more difficult, and you think you've heard and seen it all, and then something else comes along that just, I guess, really humbles you, of, of what actually goes out, you know, on out there with, within policing. I think with with the role that I do, I work very closely with the police, but I'm also a civilian as well, and. When you read the nominations for the for the bravery awards, and you're part of that judging panel, um, I think you go through all sorts of emotions um, and feelings of admiration, I guess gratitude, and a real appreciation of the remarkable acts of bravery that you see. You know, I work very closely with with all ranks within policing. Um, my, my teams and you know all our all our teams within Police Mutual are out with within the policing environment. You know, delivering education to new recruits, people in in mid service, and all the way through to to retirement age. So we get to see, I guess, the policing journey from when somebody starts right right up until the, they they leave and beyond, and I guess how that's changed throughout the years. Um, what police have to deal with now so many years ago you know there were no mobile phones and now police are under scrutiny constantly and every move they make is 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 filmed you know when that when they're out and about their safety has also improved you know years ago they didn't have body cam footage and you know as part of the judging panel we get to see um the, those images and and again I think what I've noticed more so from a you know a member of the public and somebody on the judging panel is, I guess over the years, respect for the police and how they're dealt with by members of the public is 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 awful at times and and how they are perceived as well. Yeah when I've seen the body worn um, footage obviously over the years we've seen more of it um, and it's really harrowing and again you're putting yourself in that individual's situation because you you can see it you can hear it and you can hear their reactions as well and You know, you you hear their breathing, you hear their footsteps, you hear them talking to themselves, you hear them talking to their colleagues. And it's as though you're there yourself. And whereas, you know, the general public would tend to run away from those type of situations, individuals are running to them. And again, some of the situations that you see, again, have just changed over the years, you know, mental health issues social care issues. There's, there's, there's such a variety of situations that individuals are having to deal with on a daily basis. I think it makes me feel very proud, privileged and it, again it helps me understand yes I've been you know working with the police for a number of years but it just brings it home to me how important Um, a policing role is and you know when people are in trouble the first thing they do is call 999 you know and I think again you've got these heroes in their uniforms that come to help but they are humans too and for me you know my children always ask me I mean my my children have grown up with me working with the police Um, and whenever we're out and about When they were younger, they used to say, oh, mummy, there's your friends. (laughs) And I don't think they really really understood (laughs) that I didn't know every police officer in the UK. (laughs) But I guess, you know, doing the bravery awards, it does enable me to really for us to celebrate the policing as a whole and and these individuals. And it, it just makes me really proud and privileged to be part of the police family.
0: Our thanks to Kerry and everyone at Police Mutual for their continued support for the Police Bravery Awards. Our next judge is Penny Lancaster. Penny recently joined the police as a special constable alongside her work as a TV presenter and charity campaigner. We were delighted to welcome her expertise and perspective to our judging panel. I'm Penny Lancaster.
5: I'm a TV personality and uh, a patron of many charities and My most special job is uh, as a special constable with the City of London Police. Uh, I love every minute. It's uh, a very, very rewarding role. Uh, One of my most important ones outside of being mum and wife. I I, I love it. Just being a part of the community, giving back, uh, using my skills as as a (laughs) 52-year-old. And I think the communication of a police officer's voice, uh, that's the, one of their biggest powers. And I, I know I'm just going to grow and grow. And I, I, I know I learn something every time I go out on duty, which is roughly about once a week. And I really do feel like uh, I make a difference um, helping out alongside all the regular officers. I, um, you know, I received an email um, uh, giving me the information about the awards, and uh, it, it did strike a chord because, as I say, working with cops, you see how the risks that a lot of officers have to put themselves in um, sometimes day to day, and then really tragically, um, they put themselves in in harm's way to the point where their lives are. are Tragically taken, and if if there's anything more brave than just going out on your day's work and not knowing whether you might not come home, um, I also on um, some consecutive years have been on a panel of judges for the military awards, and you know, in a similar sense, you know, the most incredible stories, and these men and women sacrifice a lot for their country. And police officers sacrifice a similar in a similar way for their communities, and um, to be asked uh, to judge the bravery awards was a was a true honor um and i've I've seen it from sort of both sides so uh, but still, it probably was the hardest judging i've ever had to do for sure when I read through some of the stories i I could kind of in- imagine, because I'd been there, um, I've encountered something not as severe as that, but, you know, and then to see the the, the video footage, watching it unfold in front of you, um, knowing what it's like to, to be in that position and just recognising, you know, the risks involved in that job, but how brave when some of those officers went above and beyond what was expected of them. Well, I think my overall feeling coming away from the judging is that I think more good news, more hero stories like these awards um, need to be better publicized just to realize the pressure that the police are under. We police by consent and we, we we need the public's help. We don't need the, it, it to be hindered. There's so much more to explore about policing. Than, than what you first think. And um, yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just amazing that they've been able to set up these bravery awards um, to, to recognize officers. You could go up in, in the rankings in, uh, as, a, as a regular officer and as a special being recognized in that sense, but having these awards and um, the more police forces really need to come forward um, and nominate people that are deserving of these awards, um, so that they can get the recognition they deserve.
0: We thank Penny for taking time out to chat with us and also for her service as a Special Constable. We look forward to chatting with her again soon to find out more about the role of the Specials and also more about the support offered to those who volunteer by the Police Federation of England and Wales. This year's judging panel is completed by Vernal Scott, Fernal's perspective on diversity and equality within policing is invaluable. It highlights the importance of each individual role, not just on the front line, but within the entire policing family. His perspective on the personal side of policing was vital in the judging process, and we thank him for his dedication and insight too. We started by asking him about his work and his invite to the judging panel.
6: Uh, Well, firstly, thank you for the invitation. Uh, My name is Vernal Scott. I'm the Diversity and Inclusion Manager here at Essex Police. I've been here for uh, three years, and it feels a lot longer, but for really good reasons. There's been a lot to do, lots of connections to make, and I'm in it to make a difference. I was previously in local government most of my career, I've always been concerned about equality diversity issues, was attracted to policing because I really think this is where the EDI, the equality diversity challenge is at the moment. My primary concern is exactly the same as my chief constable, catch criminals, look after witnesses, look after victims. And the work that I do around DDI is intrinsic to excellence in policing. That's what I'm about. I have been a champion of policing for many years. And um, I've always had friends who are involved in policing, uh, mostly at the Met. And um, ultimately got an invitation from uh, Steve Hartshorne. Um, at the Federation, invited me, kindly invited me to last year's bravery awards as a as a guest, and uh, and I was humbled to be there. And then, to my surprise, I I got an invitation to be a judge this year, and have been truly, truly humbled, honoured, amazed at. the the evidence of the commitment, the courage, the bravery, the decency of policemen and women and I I think it's the most amazing thing that I've done in decades really. I have to say as you know I'm not a frontline police officer, I'm a backroom boy, I read that the various statements and um and i set aside time in my calendar i got permission from my chief constable and um and i just found myself um emotional uh through a lot of it uh, I, I i didn't expect to feel the way that i did some some of the statements were better written than others um but they they all <clears throat> excuse me they all conveyed the basic characteristics of people who choose to become police officers and who are not, in my view, ordinary citizens. I think they are extraordinary citizens. And I just wish the general public could see what I saw in that evidence because I think the profession has taken such a battering that um the good work the daily work the the work that is never reported gets missed and and i and i saw a lot of that work that that heart that determination that concern for other human beings that determination not to give up and let criminals get away i how can i not be moved as i say i just wish the general public could see what I saw because I think it would change hearts and minds and I guess it's a bit of a uh, a wish to, to our communications colleagues in policing to do a better job at, <laughs> at conveying those good news stories because there's so so many of them. I just saw effectively a handful from different forces Every day, there are those great stories that I just wish the public could see. That there was that chemistry, that again, that professionalism, that promoted members of the public um, being safe first. Uh, clearly, lots of tragic situations as well, where people, for one reason or the other, couldn't be saved, and and what I, I was left with was a sense of, could I handle that? You know, if I was in that police officer's shoes, instead of, you know, complaining about about them, if I was to put myself in those police officer's shoes, could I have done what they did? I will never forget this experience as a judge. It has enriched, enlightened, it's um, hopefully made me um, much more uh, of an advocate for police officers, even though I I was before. The work that I saw in that footage, in those statements, deserves recognition beyond the bravery awards. It deserves daily recognition by the public, by the media, by our politicians.
0: We also asked Bernal for his reflections on some of the nominations and also what he thinks he may say to some of the nominees when he meets them at the awards
6: i'm looking forward to looking them in the eye each one of them and saying thank you um if it wasn't for this process i probably would never have met them so um i'm i'm grateful for the opportunity to say thank you in person and um and i uh, you know will try and you know, not burst into tears, really, <laughs> because I think some of what I saw was beyond normal human endeavour. And um, I don't have the uh, the character to do what those officers do. Um, and, um, and the least I can do is to say thank you. and And that's what I'm looking forward to doing most of all.
0: Huge thanks to Vernal and also Penny, Kerry and Bryn for their time and diligence in considering all 90 entries nominated for this year's awards. The judging process is a very time-consuming and difficult one and we thank the panel for all their hard work. Now we've heard from our judging panel we thought we'd give the final word of this Brovery Awards podcast to Tiff. But before we do, we'd like to thank you for listening and remind you to keep up to date with our future podcasts through your podcast provider and our poll website. So here's Tiff again with her thoughts on policing
2: and bravery as a whole. Well, it's like I said earlier, it's our flagship event in formally commending our members uh, and what they do day in, day out. Uh, If we could do it every day, it would be great, wouldn't it? But it is one event. We do celebrate the work of our officers throughout the year in other pieces of work that they do. And it's it's not just about those officers on the front line that are going out, saving lives and and having injury, both physical and mental, of course, themselves. The, the, the bigger picture is that every single one of our 140,000 members is important in the roles that they do. And this is just highlighting one of the one of those that those roles. We have got police officers who are going out there day in, day out, risking their lives to save others. And they perform an amazing, amazing role. And and that's not just these nominees. That is every single officer out there that, that are putting their lives in danger. I'm grateful that every single one of them came home. But be proud. Be proud of everything that you've done. Be proud of who you are and be proud of the uniform that you wear.